Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us. You can find us not only on our podcast apps, but also on Dash Radio. Search for Dash Radio, download the app, then search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, 7 to 8 a.m. Pacific, all throughout the off season. Also, I have a new show at exactly that same time. So if you want all sports, check out my new show, The Five Reasons Sports Hour on OnSideRadio.com. We use only five reasons, contributors, and that radio station. You can also pick up the podcast there. So go to OnSideRadio.com and download that pod. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com for all the latest pieces from our guy Brady Hawk, also David Fernandez on the Dolphins, the Marlins, and more. We've got a ton of contributors over there, and we are free. We do not have a paywall. Also, make sure you check out one of our great sponsors. We've got a great new promotion with You Break Wheel Fix, where if you mention Five Reasons, you get 15% off any service. That's right, any service. You want to refinish your wheels, you want to coat them, whatever it is you want to do, you need to fix them. 15% off if you mention Five Reasons. You can find them at YouBreakWheelFix.com. Again, that's WH. E-E-L fix.com. This is a wheel repair and refinishing company located in North Miami with 15 years of experience. They can fix bent or cracked wheels that are damaged on the streets of South Florida. And they got fast turnaround times on most repairs. They even offer loaner wheels while they fix or refinish your wheels. They've got the vice colors. If you want to check that out, more than 5,000 different finishes to customize the look of your wheels. So check them out. You break The phone number is 305-748-0112, 305-748-0112, or check out you break or the same on Instagram is actually the social media account. I would recommend because you can really check out what they do with those wheels. And again, we've hiked the promotion to 15% off anything repairs, refinishes, you break wheel fix. Dot com. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. I've got Alex Toledo. I've also got Greg Sylvander. Our floor plan today, we're going to talk about, um, well, we're going to start with one guy in particular and something that was mentioned at first. We want to credit him. The Miami Herald, Barry Jackson, had a long piece the other day. You can follow him at FLA Sports Buzz. Long piece the other day about pretty much all of the Heat's options, whether they went for it now, whether they waited, whether they went for trade candidates, free agents, anything along those lines. And one of the players that he mentioned before it started getting a lot of traction on social media was De'Aaron Fox. Um, if you're not familiar with De'Aaron Fox, because he plays in Sacramento, uh, he may be the fastest player in the league, especially with the ball. Uh, when it, it just, I mean, he's, he's lightning quick. He played for Kentucky. He has a relationship with Bam Adebayo. He has not made the playoffs because of where he plays. The Kings haven't made the playoffs. What is it? What are we going at now, Greg? Is it like, how many years is it? Oh, four. Like, 
I mean, it feels like yeah. it has to be like the Peja Stoyakovich days or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's from when Jay Will and Pe well, it might have been Bibby after Jay Will, but like you're right, Peja Weber and that crew, right? Doug Christie, like it was those teams, the last teams that were making oh, the playoffs. Oh, six. Okay. So it was 14 years since the Kings have made the playoffs. They keep drafting in the top 10. I have long said that if you just picked the guy that was picked right after the Kings picked, you'd have an all-star team. Um, they've missed out on so many guys. And then the, the guys they actually hit on like the Aaron Fox, they don't surround him with enough, enough talent. So let's start right here. Um, first, let's talk about the Aaron Fox as a player, Alex, what do you like? Honestly, the things that you started off with, I think, are kind of the most impressive things with him that everybody's known about since he was in, in uh, playing for Kentucky over there with Bam. Like, I think the speed stands out. And, you know, over the years, he's gotten better and better as a playmaker, gotten better and better, you know, maneuvering in, in the pick and roll. I think he's really good at attacking the basket, knowing when to uh, step back and take that mid-range. You know, I think that the, the three-point percentage has gone up and down. But I think when you look at like the types of shots that he takes, the role that he has where nobody else on the team really compares to him and, and usage and just the types of sets that are initiated. Like I think he has such a high usage role there where he isn't really in a position to have an efficient role, especially on a team where he's really the offensive engine. And he's, you know, he's usually guarding uh, very good players on the other end as well, since he's such a good defender. And that's the other part of his game. You talk about point of attack defense, he would absolutely help there you talk about the relationship with bam like i think that's just a good thing to have when you have two guys that know each other and, and are that close uh and De'Aaron fox is really really good like i forgot who it was i want to say uh at brian is the king on heat twitter who pointed out his you know his advanced metrics compared to donovan mitchell and i think he made the claim that he's a comparable talent and i would still probably lean towards uh mitchell because of the jumper but at the end of the day the metrics showed that, you know, production-wise, and especially given the fact that the Kings haven't been the same type of team the Jazz have, the Aaron Fox is a comparable talent. And they're both, you know, comparable ages. I think the athleticism stands out, the ability to make the reads, the defense, and I think there is upside for him when you talk about his shooting. I think it wouldn't be the cleanest fit with the Heat, but, like, that's just another name, right? Like, it's another name that would be a good fit and would absolutely make Greg, when you take a look at what the Heat would like, uh, what jumps out, and have you heard about anything from inside the organization about them liking him? I mean, obviously, I think every organization likes De'Aaron Fox to a degree. Uh, Bam Adebayo is close. Uh, you know, like we talk about um, some of the, you know, the reporting that's been done related to Heat options, but uh, with De'Aaron Fox in, in particular, what, the reason why it got really loud in addition to what was written by Barry Jackson was that he and Bam were kind of going back and forth and saying some things that were a bit ominous on Instagram, uh, something like, remember what we planned on or something like that. I, I don't know the exact words I'm paraphrasing, but it just kind of alludes to that those guys are aligned and it's another Kentucky guy. Um, I feel like the, the issue with this entire idea is that I just don't see he, he's Sacramento's most valuable asset. I don't think that there's any question about that. So I start to doubt whether Miami would be willing to part with what it would take to get him. So we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, are they going to get rid of Tyler hero in a, in a De'Aaron Fox trade? And then you, when you look at the shooting, if you have Jimmy Bam and De'Aaron Fox in your lineup, you really cannot afford to lose any more shooters. So I 100%. think it's, I think it's more pie in the sky than, um, than probably we're, we would like to fantasize it being um, because I just, I don't know that the fit is hundred percent there. And I don't know that Miami is going to be willing to give up what it would take to get him. But of course they like him.
Uh, you mentioned the shooting. Uh, was this past year an anomaly? Because he actually shot pretty well in his second season, like from deep, wasn't he at like 36 plus percent? And then this past year, he was under 30. So I, I it doesn't feel to me like he's hopeless as a shooter. It just feels to me like he had a terrible slump. Alex, was he coming out of Kentucky? What was the shooting considered to be? I don't have that on me right now. I know that this past year he shot 29% from three. And I want to say the year before it was 34. I'll look that up for you really, really quick. But yeah, I think it's just gone up and down. I think he he's, he is somebody who's willing to take threes. Like I believe, I'm still pulling up those numbers. I believe when I checked them last, it was about five or six attempts a game, maybe a little bit less. I have it in front of me now. So he shot 29% this year on 3.6 three-point attempts. And he was oh, yeah. 30, he was 37% the year prior, but on 2.9 attempts. So the thing that we're seeing is that as the attempts are increasing, the exactly. percentage is, is hurting. So that that's where I think it's just we've seen other guys turn the corner from a shooting perspective. So I don't know why it couldn't happen for Fox as well. All right. So let's get back to what scenario. you're talking about with let's get back to what you're talking about with compensation then. Okay. Um if you had to move Tyler Hero, who is, you know, potentially a 10-year starter at the two-guard position, who made huge plays down the stretch of a finals run, for a guy who has not had that playoff experience yet, but plays arguably a more important position in the modern NBA, and probably could be, I mean, is it a stretch to say he could be a top five point guard in the right situation? Would both of you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, how close is he to right now, I guess, Alex? I mean, I would have to look through it, but when you're just going through the list of guys, I guess when they're healthy, how many guys would you really want over De'Aaron Fox right now? I would say he's probably in that top 10 for sure. I would say you want Steph ahead, and it depends on where you're categorizing some other guys, but let's say traditional point guards, it's Steph, it's uh, Dame Lillard. After that, I think it becomes a real conversation. I don't think he would be third or anything like that, but he's definitely a top 10 point guard right now. And I think he's still so young and he's done it in a role that I think is definitely tougher than what Donovan Mitchell has had. And even though Donovan Mitchell's role has been tough because he's been a 1A in the same way that De'Aaron Fox has had, except De'Aaron Fox has done it with a lot less talent. And I think, you know, these past couple of seasons is the first time, you know, similar to what's happening with Devin Booker, where they have, you know, comparable talent around him as far as average NBA talent right in order to at least be a competitive franchise so I think the way that he's looked in that situation makes me really positive about what he would look like in a winning situation like the Heat and I think that really the question would uh is what Leif was talking about is is there a way for the Heat to get him without having to give up those shooters and and, and I know that the, the thing is that the the whole thing with the Heat fans overrating their own prospects and I, but it really is just basketball talk you need those guys if you're going to trade for De'Aaron Fox. And I know that they can find shooters and they can kind of uh, get other guys that might be interested in them on the market. But at the end of the day, like Hero and Duncan Robinson are young cornerstones and would just be amazing fits alongside those guys. And I think it, it's just like, it's another situation where, well, you got to hope that if the extension stuff doesn't work out and if it sours over there in Sacramento, if it doesn't start off well, that he ends up demanding, you know, similar to these other guys to get traded to a handful of teams or less. And hopefully that's where the heat can strike. At the end of the day, it does feel like pie in the sky. But if really, if Bam and Aaron Fox are talking to each other and something is happening there, then it could get interesting. I, I guess we just got to monitor the situation from now on. But I, I don't think the Heat will be willing to trade Hero and Duncan as a package. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because I think the Aaron Fox really might be worth it. The, you know, think of how crazy this conversation is. If you go back a year and a half, the night the, <laughs> yeah. the night that Tyler Hero was drafted. Oh my if, gosh! If yes. you were to say to every Heat fan, 
you could flip Tyler Hero right now as the lead guy in a package, and you can have De'Aaron Fox coming off that season that he had, where you know, Fox was. Now, did he play for the? Did he play for the U.S. team, or was he one of the guys who was in camp but didn't decide to go? I can't even remember the the, the team that didn't end up uh, winning, the team that didn't take Bam Pop's team was Fox. Yeah, when when Bam was cut, I stopped watching. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he was on that team, right, Alex? Like, I can't even. I think so, but I'm not sure. We'll have to look that up. Somebody on the five on the floor audience is going to know that. I I feel like he was one of the point guards they took, but then it turned out that they just ended up taking four Celtics. I don't, I I don't remember. Might've been one of the last cuts because I honestly, I'm trying to think back on that team and I feel like he would have played more if he was on that roster. They went a lot to Mitchell and they went a lot to the Celtics guys is what I remember from watching that. Right. I I think, all right. Cause was Kemba on that team? Yep. Yep. Okay. I don't think I don't think De'Aaron Fox ended up making the cut as far as the fine. No, De'Aaron Fox opted out. Remember, it was him and Bagley at the same time. That's I remember right. they, That's right. they they both left at the same time. Okay, so that would have been a showcase for him. I mean, part of it, what is he now? 22? Is that it? He's 22, right? I mean, that's I mean, you're talking about somebody who has his entire career ahead of him. So as much as we talk about how young Hero is, and obviously all of the positive stuff that they got from Calipari on Hero, they probably gotten from Calipari on Fox also. So let's start here. I know what you said, Alex, if it's, if it's hero and Robinson, maybe you don't do that, but what if it's hero with no Robinson? What if it's hero with none? What if it's hero with other pieces? Because again, Fox starts to force his way out. That, that kind of has to be the package. Like just to level set expectations before Alex answers, it would have Mm -hmm. to be Kendrick Nunn, either Robinson or hero, one of the two, and then you're talking probably the 2020 first round pick and then an additional pick of some kind. Like that would probably be the skeleton of a package. And, you know, I don't think it would take both, but that would kind of get you around the 8 million that De'Aaron Fox makes uh, going into next season. And I think that's really tough for the Heat uh, to give up two guys who were on the all rookie team. And I know that, you know, none deserve to make it. I know that we all think higher of Hero and that he probably was really a top five rookie after all, especially after what we saw in the playoffs. I think in general, it's just tough to give up two guys of that caliber and give up another pick where we know that he can find value. And we know that it's a draft where I think almost, you know, all, all the draft Knicks will tell you that it's, it's a pretty deep draft where it's a, you know, that maybe the playing field is a little bit more level when you talk about top to bottom, the, the, the top isn't as talented and I'm not a draft guy. I'm just, you know, regurgitating all the stuff that I've heard from other people and it seems like the Heat might be able to find value. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking a little bit too close to it and just overvaluing that pick too much. I haven't really brought it up that much of a, as a concern in the Drew talks or in the Oladipo talks. But I do think you got to consider when you're talking about giving up Hero and none, let's say, in a package like that. And, if, I mean, if you can do Robinson, none, and the 20, I think that's easier, but I don't think, I don't, I don't think the Kings are taking that. And no, they're not. They're not. But but to me, Alex, if the Kings are going to do this move, the the reason to me, the only reason they would consider it, this is a franchise that has been starved for a star. Okay. Somebody that they can sell as good as De'Aaron Fox is. They haven't figured out a way to sell him and they haven't figured out a way to win. You can sell Tyler hero to your fans. What's that? Do the Kings care about the number 20 pick, though? Like, I think Hero and none of the guys you sell, you maybe get somebody else there. No, but that's what – okay, so we're talking about the 20 pick, but I'm saying any trade you make is going to – it's not going to be Robinson and none. You're going to have to give them Hero, okay? What what happens if De'Aaron Fox goes into a situation that we talked about with everybody else, which I think – like, let's say if the 
tension stuff doesn't work out, it's way more likely that the, the heat thing happens. It, it, only if it goes to that scenario, I feel like. I think that's kind of where we all are at, more or less, as far as the, the likelihood of it happening. So I feel like we kind of have to talk about it leaning in that direction as far as what can the Kings ask for if the Heat are leveraging them on well. He only wants to play for whatever, the Heat or, or these teams, or he's not going to re-sign with you. He's going to end up doing taking the route that Boogie Cousins did and Tyreek Evans or whoever else you want to name in Kings history, Isaiah Thomas, just guys who, who, were, who looked pretty good. I looked like they could stay there for a long time and ended up, you know, disappointing and leaving. And uh, I, I just think that the, the Heat could be in a position of leverage, especially with the, the, you know, where they're at right now. They don't need De'Aaron Fox as far as, like, they have so many other guys that they're going to be uh, in line for. And they just made the finals and we're two, game, two games away from the championship. Like, I just think the Heat might end up being in a position of leverage whenever that time does come, if it ever comes with De'Aaron Fox. Um, when you take a look at where Sacramento is, okay, I understand what you're saying about the Heat being in a position of leverage. Greg, you know, we've all talked about player has to try to force his way out. At what point when you're the Kings do you decide this guy doesn't want to be here or is, you know, the asset at that number such a positive for you that you're like, look, I'm just, we're just taking him off the table. Like, it's, he's not even an option. It's such, a, it's such an interesting conversation because you know that they just want to put the max extension on the table and keep him because there's such a history of guys not wanting to stay in Sacramento. So um, I, I think that once they extend him, his value comes down considerably because it's just such a cap-conscious league that mm -hmm. I, I, feel, I feel like if there was ever a time where they were going to maximize value on a return, it's quietly dangling him now and seeing what what they could get and that's where i just feel like ultimately there would be another team another small market that can't necessarily attract free agents that says whoa we could milwaukee. get this we could get this guy <laughs> milwaukee i mean indiana is a, is mm -hmm. famous for for trying to trade a guy sell him on staying there maxing them out like you have mm -hmm. lots of teams that would approach in that fashion um so i just feel like miami wouldn't be willing to give up hero one because he's 20 and just had such a great run and, and all of the things related to jimmy butler obviously but also um it, it's just it's, it's another situation where they don't need to like accelerate this thing and rush it or or throw all their chips in the table it's just not necessary so that's just where i feel like ultimately it, they won't have the trigger finger as much as some of these other uh organizations all right can I pose one yeah go ahead so in the uh, scenario that i think leif was kind of talking about there alluding to is at some point you know he could just sign that max money and say look this guy is giving you max talent max production and i don't think he's done growing i don't think they think he's done growing they're, I mean, they're, they're putting a bunch of role players around him. So let's say they end up just, you know, making it simple and paying the guy similar contracts to what Tatum got, to whatever Bam's going to end up getting whenever that extension comes, and to what Mitchell got. And those are the guys from his class, I believe. And I think at that point, he could ask for a trade a year down the line, similar to kind of what we've been talking about with Brad Beal, just kind of waiting it out a little bit more, you know, them getting the money first. Because I just think it's tough for a guy in that position where, De'Aaron Fox is a lot young. I mean, not a lot younger, but he's younger than Bradley Beal in NBA years. So I think it would be weird for him to kind of turn down that contract. But at the end of the day, uh, he could just ask for a trade in a year. If, if let's say this year, like I think they're expecting to be competitive, and, but so are like 13 other teams in the West. So if the Kings are at the bottom there and just can't really get back to eighth or ninth seed, like what are they, what are they really doing? Like, I just think it's going to be tough for, 
for De'Aaron going forward. They can't well, really do it, it it's about it, it's it's about cutting back on that revolving door that Greg's talking about. And I, and I understand if you're the Kings, you don't want to keep letting good players walk out because then your franchise has no faith in you, which is why if you're going to trade De'Aaron Fox, you have to get a name. You've got to get somebody that you can sell. And you could sell in that new building Tyler Hero in that market, okay? You absolutely could. And that's why I do think that it, it is a conversation at least worth having Although I know Heat fans don't want to part with Hero, but I think at least we need to discuss it because I do think that's a piece that could entice them. They're not going to trade De'Aaron Fox for just anybody, but a kid who scored 37 in the Eastern Conference Finals and was making big plays down the stretch of the playoffs and was a factor in the finals, although not always a positive one, but you could see where he was going. I think that could do it. When we come back, I want to get into one other thing, which is something we've talked about with all of these players, which is, is it worth giving up flexibility? Because I think that is part of the issue going forward. Also, before we do I want to tell you about prizepicks.com. If you're tired of losing in fantasy sports or just waiting for the next season, because your team is terrible. Now, not only can you play on a daily basis, but you can play differently and it's a lot more fun. So unlike the other ones on prize picks, you simply select two, three, or four players and predict if they'll go over or under their fantasy projection. And you can do this across the league. So whatever sport it is, I know MLB is off right now. We just got NFL, but when NBA comes back too, you can basically pick players from different teams, pair them together, and then try to win. So like, for instance, if you think that a Jimmy Butler is going to go over his fantasy score for that game, you go over, you could pair him with a LeBron James. If you think LeBron James is going to go under, don't do what I did this weekend, which was have Tua go over and uh, and Patrick Mahomes go under because that didn't work out so well. But anyway, check out prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. That's prizepicks.com, the code 5, and you'll get a 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. We've been getting a lot of signups. People really like it. Prizepicks.com truly is daily fantasy simplified. Let's get to this before we close. Then I want to get to another pie-in-the-sky player we're going to speak about briefly. Is De'Aaron Fox, if you ha- you bring him in and you extend him, is he good enough to be one of your three top core pieces and potentially take you out of the running for some of the guys we've talked about in 21? Greg, what do you think? I mean, it's what, what do you think Jimmy thinks? That's really the question. Uh, there was uh, stuff floated around. It may have been Ira or someone like that who wrote that uh, maybe Bam would become the lead recruiter in Miami uh, eventually. And the timelines match up with Fox and Bam. But ultimately, this team right now is molded in Jimmy's image. And I, I just there's just a part of me that thinks that that they're looking for bigger fish. And I just can't shake that feeling that uh, ultimately they are going to exhaust all the other opportunities to get a more uh, established player. I mean, you even saw, uh, I think uh, it was Dan Lebetard that was quoted today saying that when they brought Jimmy in, they intended for, you know, like the intention was to bring in a player better than Jimmy to headline this thing. And I don't know that De'Aaron Fox is that guy. Maybe Tyler Hero will be one day down the line. We don't know. So ultimately, I just don't think that this is the move I, I, as much as there's parts of it that sound sexy and it, it's fun to think about I, I don't think it's the move I kind of had to agree I think like let's say that 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 trade was announced in a few months I, I would not be upset with the heat because that type of talent is someone that you is worth trading for but I'd lean with you Greg in the sense that I would lean towards trying to keep uh, that hero and Robinson shooting core, like I've said in other episodes, I think it would have you would have to to give that up, and I think the Heat feel this way too. 
it would have to be somebody like you said a bigger fish and and i don't really think that that's picky of them or even like you know i think other fan bases might be hearing this type of talk from us and being like what are these people talking about but <laughs> but in the position that they're in now like it's different man like we're they're so ahead of schedule they were so close to a championship where it's like you don't necessarily have to do this move i really would be a fan of this move if you can do it without hero i just don't think it's very likely at all i think they they would really have to give up everything else, including Casey Akpala, which, you know, <laughs> you might have to do that poll again. Ethan, as far as <laughs> you throw in Casey Akpala. Well, yeah, for, no, I, and, and here's always the, the line, huh? But Akpala is also from, from out there, too. And and so I wonder, I mean, you're not talking that far. Stanford, oh, yeah. Stanford and Sacramento. So this is why I'm saying, like, if you're going to attract Sacramento, you've got to think about it. It's not for them. It's not just about winning, because look at it. In the Western Conference, how many years is it going to take for them to get into the top four, right? Like, there's so many teams ahead of them in that pecking order. They don't have a – De'Aaron Fox is their lead player. They don't have any – Buddy Heald is not it, okay? What if they go into the, the market for Oladipo? But even if they go in the market for Oladipo, that is the kind of move they would make. But, like, even if they go in the market for Oladipo, like, if they missed on Bagley, like, they missed on, you know, a generational player in, in Luka – and on trade for that matter. Right. So it's like they missed on all that. So that's why I do think that, uh, you know, and I'm not saying you do it, but I'm saying that a package that is headlined by hero and maybe Akpala. Okay. Could be attractive to them because you've got the local tie and you've got a guy in hero who you can legitimately sell. Like if you're going to be, you didn't get Trey young. Well, hero's kind of close. Okay. And it you know, would just be a reset, though, and I think that would be. But that's hard. all they do is reset. But yeah. I'm saying, it, it, but, but is if it worth resetting for them unless De'Aaron Fox puts the pressure on? Well, it? that's what I'm saying. Probably that, no. Right, but the conversation is: Does De'Aaron Fox start to put the pressure on, and is this Instagram stuff real with Bam, or are they just playing games, or could it be about something completely different? This is the funny is thing: Bam helping the De'Aaron Fox leverage the king so they can <laughs> get the well, full max. It, no, it, it might Five be. It, 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 it might be. It also might have to do nothing with basketball. There, there's a lot of times that these guys are playing around on Instagram. It doesn't have anything to do with basketball, but fans jump to the basketball conclusion. Mm. And again, most of the time it's not. I, I want to get to one more pie in the sky thing, but I just want to devote a minute here because it is so pie in the sky. Are either of the Portland guards, because Barry mentioned this too, are either of the Portland guards a legitimate possibility? And I, I guess can we all agree that Lillard is a whale, right? He's a whale, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. So he's worth all of it, right? Is there is there anything on the roster, again, other than Bam and and Jimmy, that you wouldn't trade to get to get Damon Lillard? Anybody? Short answer is no. You don't you don't think any further. He's like a Shaq type. Not maybe you know Shaq is a larger than life personality. It's a little different, but in terms of. Um, cachet around the league and also like pedigree with uh late game heroics and just all of the allure that comes with dame i, I feel like that's the move that they could make and feel like okay now we have a, a real big three so I, i'm all in on that scenario but again he's indicated he wants to stay in portland portland I, I i don't think portland will trade him i i think they would force dame to look the city in the eyes and leave and uh and i just don't see it happening Alex, anybody on the roster you wouldn't trade for Dame Lillard other than Bam and Jimmy? No. Okay. No, I think right, that's so easy way to put it. Okay, so let's move to the next guy. Is there any interest in a CJ McCollum if they decide to break that thing up? Not if it costs Duncan or Hero for me. Mm, I 
I would think about it if they could keep Hero. How about that? I mean, I you know I'm you know I'm against trading Duncan Robinson in general, but I think that whole you know superstar shooting core would would just be an upgrade with like you could do the same stuff you do with Hero and Duncan with CJ. And I'm not saying that CJ is a, you know that has the same type of game, but he obviously gives you that ball handling and he's not a great defender at all. But uh, if you could do a Duncan Robinson package along with obviously other stuff, then yeah. But I just don't think that's realistic without Hero, and I wouldn't do it for Hero. Could they play together? Because we've talked so much about how Hero's game is reminiscent of CJ's. Even Hero has acknowledged that. Could you put Hero okay. and CJ in a backcourt together and they just be interchangeable? Just picture the amount of screens being set all over the floor, whether at oh, the yeah. top of the key, all the <laughs> pin down. The way what you saw with Hero and Duncan when they were in closing times, which whenever they played and they're just both kind of running across along the arc in opposite directions, I think it would be that you know, on steroids because both of them can do it with the ball once they get the ball and you know, they go into pick and rolls and passing the threes or passing the cuts. Like, I think it would be a pretty seamless fit. I think they do a yeah. lot of that stuff in Portland because they do they do it with Lillard to an extreme over there. And it's different because Lillard does it with the ball in his hands. But they're both used to playing that sort of thing. And I, and I, I think McCollum can make reads and they would just have to kind of make sure they have the proper amount of defenders in, on the roster. But it would definitely be a seamless fit and it would make them – just an in <laughs> immeasurably tough offense to guard as much as they already are. Yeah. On the court, it, it's not, you don't need to second guess anything or overthink it. This is where this boil, this is what this boils down to. Um, the heat are in a position where, do you remember back in 2010 when it felt like Carlos Boozer or mm -hmm. Joe Johnson was going to be a consolation prize and it almost mm -hmm. like you had this feeling like, damn, that's going to suck if all they do is get Carlos Boozer when ultimately he was an all-star power forward. This is a situation where the CJ McCollum's of the world, although it would be a great addition on the court, they're looking at bigger fish and it's not the, the way that these, this thing has lined up, it's not going to cost you a package to go and get a guy. So until they see that through, I just don't see it being viable to, uh, to kind of go down these roads where you're cashing in chips for CJ McCollum's. All right. Good stuff. Um, you can check out all the other episodes on our feed. Of course, check out five reasonsports.com. Check out the two sponsors of this episode, prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E. And also you break wheel fix. Call them up or just check out the website, youbreakwheelfix.com, and give them five reasons. Ask for Mark, and you will get 15% off anything you do there. So what do you have to lose? All right, thanks for joining us. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.